0: from Kenya who oversees a number of churches and, and uh, has uh, many a programs uh, one of which is uh, feeding, uh, uh, has a school, and he teaches the Word of God, a uh, feeding program to feed the hungry. Um, I had the honor uh, of meeting this man back in 7 about eight years ago. Uh, his name is Joash Ligami. Uh, He is from Kenya. He is a beloved brother of New Covenant Fellowship Church, and uh, I've seen his heart to love the people and to really serve the Lord, and uh, I've been inspired and encouraged by him, and I just want to invite Joash to come on up and deliver the word for us today. I, I feel like we have a real treat in store for us. Amen.
1: praise the lord Uh, i want to to bring to you greetings from kenya from all the churches in kenya rwanda and tanzania and uh, i've just been so much blessed to be here and uh, i can see god is doing a very good thing here and in other countries too you'll have to take your attention because of my my accent but I know God is good, he's faithful, he's going to make us all be able to follow each other properly. And before I continue from that, I'd would, I would like to have a I have a, a kind of a presentation that I'll have to present, and then from that we'll end up. So I'll ask our brother or sister who is just up there to give us the presentation. That is my wife, and that's myself, that's our home area. And I come from Africa, as you have heard, all of you, at the horn of Africa. And uh, there are many, many countries, but uh, we work in Kenya, Tanzania, and Rwanda, just right up there after Uganda. Kenya is 42 million people, and uh, there are many different kinds of people. We have some white people stay there. We have Asians, We we have the Arabs, and... And others too. We have good places also in Kenya and that's our capital city Nairobi. So it's very nice. You have some good beautiful places you can be also when you come there. It's not just in the bush everywhere but we have some good places also in Kenya. And then we have also the other side of Kenya right also out of the capital city outside and in the in the rural areas. And that's how it looks like. The areas where there is a lot of poverty and so many people starving, that's the homesteads and how it looks like. We have beaches also on the coastal region. When somebody happens to come there, you have good places also. You can go on the beaches on the coastal region in, in, in Mombasa. And then we have animals, all kinds of different of animals in the country, and we have the Masai Mara and other many other parks too you can come and see animals and all that now you know in the country we have also the, the poaching issues so every small thing you buy you find necklaces and so forth most of them are made from this and the poaching people take that from the animals and make this kind of stuff and they sell them so the things you most people buy, that is what's happening to the poaching of the animals back in our parks. We have a very good type of coffee in our country, Arabica coffee, and we have also the tea on the other side. And that tea is used mostly to blend other teas. Therefore, we have the best coffees also. We have some people who are very much talented from our country, like Lopita, some of you know the Lopita. She, she just won uh, the Oscar award, and uh, we have very good people talented there, and other many others. Kenya is very well known for sports and for running. We have very good people also who are talented on the running, like Rhodesia, uh, and so forth. There he is. He's a very good runner. We are very good runners. We have all cultures in our country, and these ones have really kept the culture of our country the Maasai people and the Samburu people. So they still retain that, they hold all that, and tie up their necks and have the, all those kind of necklaces, the Masai and so forth. The dressing and the habits, they have kept them. We have good food too. What we call the chapati, like tattoos here, and other. Uh, and other many foods, you can enjoy them when you come over or you visit those sites. We have some different things that we use for games. Here you use the rodeos, and in France, the, I don't know, they use a certain style. And ours is just right up there, the bullfighting. They meet together and fight. And then the church, we started our church the year 2001, and this church was under a very, we started in groups, and we were having prayer groups, and from that it started expanding up, and then from that we had to come up with a small building, which we have right now. And we were called before Cyrus Covenant Ministries, but now because of the government and the changes we get, we changed it now to the Faith Covenant Fellowship International Churches. We have, we have approximated of about 50 people in the churches, some 20, some 30s. So that's the approximation on what's happening. That's really in Kakamega. This is some of the activities that is happening. Like when we were constructing the church, that was what was being done. We make construction of churches. They are of mud. We start with the mud. We make muds by ourselves and then we put in the middle of the fetus. We make fetus and uh, and the posts and then we put together and put mud in the middle and then down we smear with a the, with the cow dung. We have a, a preschool and a, we, we feed the children. We have, right now we have 90 children, 70 in this area. We have another area again where we have 20 of them. So in total we have 90 children, kids, that we are feeding right now. Feeding program and teaching them also on how we, we can help, we help them also feed them teach them on how to write basic stuff, alphabetical letters and numbers, and so forth. So we hope the school can be able to expand. These children, half of them have no even parents, and some of them have one parent or two parents. Now, in our country, we had also a medical camp, which we ran, a thousand people were treated in one week. And one thousand, that man there is a doctor now, trying to work on on their teeth, removing the teeth, which are which are really deceased they, they, they have diseases, and therefore it 's removing the disease and The other one town down there is a person who have jikas. because of some areas they have some insects which eats up your feet, and that one is just one of it eaten with the with the jikas. So we work on it and make a campaign of keeping off the jikas and try to use some chemicals to try to get rid of the jikas. We, 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 we ran, we focused more on maternal health and the deworming of the children. Most children will be having worms in their stomachs because of lack of proper good food, nutritious. And malaria also is the most killers. Almost every, every minute I would say a child under five, they die of malaria. And we also run, we do an evangelistic ministry, and that one we do, we show the Jesus film, that is part of it. We are showing the Jesus film in schools as well as in the, in the conferences and different places. And, uh, we also take it into the seminars, and right up there, we were having an open air meeting, an evangelistic meeting. We just go in a market where they have set up a market, and then we put up some, we, there are a number of people we start singing and people come together and then we start sharing with them the word of god and there we have uh, women programs and the youth programs and now here these are the women who have uh, they have what we call the merry go round or a table banking so somebody would get some little money and uh, because people have very little money so they would go on somebody cannot keep until a certain time to be able to do some activity. so they would gather get some this one if you have like ten dollars or two dollars you pass over to the other one and then the other one passes to the other one and the other one passes to the other one so if you gather them all together it's at least enough to make that one do something or cultivate or work on something at the home or start up a small businesses so that's like if you have two dollars there and this one has two dollars they meet once in a week so when they meet once in a week those ones who have met all of them in that one week they would contribute this one has made one dollar or this one has another two dollars like that they put together and give to one lady who can set up a small businesses or do something else that she wanted to do so that's what they do and then we have uh, the, the cow project which I remember there was a time we had some assistance from here and we were able to get some cows to take to some people to help them also empower them. We empower the women and we empower the general community. With the, with the, with the milk, now we get the milk, if the person gets the milk, when you get the milk out, you get part of it for yourself and the remaining you sell to help you in that family. Most of the families, that is the only thing they have that they can rely on as their income. So it's just from the hand to the mouth. So it's not easy to pass over to another person. And, and unless there are other times when we have like a meeting, we would ask one to bring one cup of milk, the other one one cup, three, three cups or four cups to help, us up, to help us to run into that meeting. So that's part of the things that we do, empowering women and the community in general. And that is we were having a, a discussion and uh, prayer meetings coming together for counseling you know we can have some problems and then we get together we start praying together we seek god to give us direction what we should we should do on how we can help one that is having a problem and discuss over it there we have a church that is how our churches look like most of them and we we do worshiping we focus to have a better church the drawing right up there we look forward to have that kind of a church in the future, we go by faith, and we know God is able; is, it's possible He can make it. We were trying to estimate, and we got the drawing there. It's not very well clear seen, but it's going to cost about thirty-seven thousand U.S. dollars to come up with that such a in structure. And with that one, if we come with that kind of a structure, we would have get, gotten rid of the jikas because it is it will be concrete down, and on the sides we would have gotten rid of the heat because if you're in the in the church or in that building you see we have the tinted on the floor actually on the roof it's tinted and on the on the wall it's also tinted so if people are gathered there or we are having a seminar or running meetings or children are also having their studies there you sweat proper because on the sides it's hot upwards it's hot and when it's raining again it's really chilly it's really cold and then down, sometimes water comes from down. So that is terrible. So we were praying that God may be able to help us. You pray together with us that we may be able to fulfill our vision, which we are coming up with our goal of coming up with that kind of a uh, building for the main center where we hold m- most of the meetings. And that's when you were baptizing, those people had accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior. We baptize them in the water. In fact, not water. Uh, we go to the river where we get the passing water, and then we close on the side, and then make that place as a baptismal pool. And at the place where we are, at that place also, we we are trusting God and we are praying that we may be able to get some little water, some water there, so that we can be able to use it to help to run activities around in that area. And that's just when we were having a, a meeting in the church that's how our drums look like so you don't use the leg to drum them but you use your hands to drum them our brother connell was there and he observed that and pastor cj and uh steve and those people have been there and they can they have witnessed that in person and then lastly that is the part when we had uh, that the man you see in the middle there is completely blind he cannot really see is one of the beneficiaries of the cows that you donated here, and I'm telling you, he's just overjoyed all the time whenever you look at that cow. He would just touch on it and just really say, God is really great, and that's the only thing that is serving him. It is him and his, he, there are about four, in five people in the family, and grandchildren, so they all depend on that one cow, and there's zero grazing. Therefore, that's the last part that is going on. We can look at that and see. You come, those are cross cultures. You can see when you go to different places, you'll always meet these kind of people. And that is how they, they worship and fellowship and like the Lord. That's just a friend, a, a visitor would come to visit. And we are just taken to see how people are worshipping. And how people are fellowshiping and praising the Lord. You see how they are jumping there. That day I was really, I was having malaria also, so I could not jump so well. <laughs> uh, this place where you see here, these are kids who are, uh, the other part is the kids who are, uh, who, can, who are physically challenged. And this one is the program that we are having for the feeding. You can see kids feeding, drinking porridge at, the, at 10. That was at 10 that it was taken. Probably I hope it will be able to go even up to place where we were, where we cook. I'm not sure whether we had put it there. Maybe it not. That's how our main church looks like. You see the tins on the roof and on the walls. So when it's occupied, it's really, you sweat. You really sweat. So that is the presentation for this day. worshipping part in the church worshipping Those chairs was a gift from the New Covenant Fellowship And we really appreciated that because we didn't have chairs. We were using benches and sometimes if you are seated and then if you're not very careful because the floor is not uh, Is not level then there are possibilities of you falling down So you have to sit. When you are seated, you are also attendant. You are keeping, you are trying to be very careful on what you are sitting on because you may fall again at the same time listening to the speaker. So those chairs were a very big gift. That time we were so excited in that we were, we worshipped in the church, we were singing and then we ended up just, we felt this can be like breaking the walls, you know, just moving around the church and worshiping and praising the lord together praise the lord god is a god is a good god and is able to bring a change no matter where there is no way god provides he opens a way he opens to the, for the, to the children of Israel and I'm sure, joined together, united together, the Lord is able to make a change no matter what comes. If you look at the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7 verse 9 to 10, we see what Paul said. Paul said, he, he was reorganizing this. Paul reorganized that god uses many ways to make or many methods to bring people to himself he makes changes he he uses many methods the way he uses that one of the most common ones is people to feel sorry of themselves the way they have behaved how sometimes we behave the way we think the way we look at things but God wants us to to see and feel sorry sometimes we look at things and we, 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 we think differently not in a godly way but God he wants us to, to see one of the methods he wants us to use is to feel for his sorry on how we look at things and how we behave they the, the things they they have said or the things you and me have said over some issues we see our brothers or our sisters, and we talk some things that are not right. Do we look at, sometimes we need to see these things and look at them in a godly manner. How is God seeing those things? And how do we, should we look at those things? And God wants to use that way to change lives of people. Today, this morning, I was just hearing... Uh, a a testimony of what god had done to one of our sister who had just visited a provisional store she went there and just greeting the, the the person and then this person they started talking and later on she had to pray you know it depends on how we look at things sometimes we ignore some stuff we look at things and you just don't want to. You, you are not interested. Or you look at the person and you look down on them. But God wants to make a change through you and me in the way we look. It depends on how you look at these things. Praise the Lord. God can change things through you and he has brought you. He has made you be what you are. So he can use you and me to change the community here and to change the, the surroundings and to change the world in, as a whole. He's going to use you. That's why he has, cho- he has chosen you and me. We are not here just by coincidence or we are not where we are just by coincidence. God has chosen you with a specific purpose. He has chosen you with a special reason why. He has some people that he wants you to reach to these people. He wants to use a method that you can go and reach to these people. The way you look at these people, only will be able to draw these people to Christ. Sometimes we overlook some stuff. We'll just pass, God is bringing you away. And then when you look at this person, you are like, oh, not this one, you know? But you ask yourself, how is God, why is God bringing this person before me? Maybe he bring before you, or we get somewhere. Somebody trying to reach even just to greet you. I've seen that sometimes in our countries you try to greet somebody somebody just you know doesn't care but sometimes we as a, as christians we have to be an example we set up an example the way we live the way we look at things the way we talk the way we we stay with our family i've been hearing a lot and reading a lot from pastor pastor dell he would always send some messages to encourage us when we are out in the field He talks about relationships. How is your relationship with those people you are staying with them? How is your relationship with the people you work with them? How is your relationship with the people you fellowship with them? How is your relationship with the church that you go? Are you related? Are are you fellowshipping in a proper way? Or do you just go there to sit? We go there. Some people would just go to sit. And then from there, you just want to go to your home. You don't want even to fellowship with other people. I know mostly like in the in the USA here mostly time is very very important with us we really don't follow time so much but so I understand some things but we will take time after the the service to fellowship and just meet other people and talk with them Paul says that the world is full of sadness in the book, book of Corinthians it's full of sadness because of loss jealousy anger and sins you see that kind of sadness brings death because it does not cause people to change their hearts and lives but the sadness which leads to a change of hearts or lifestyle is really the best one since it brings people to a new life in jesus christ jesus came to bring us new life that our old, our old life has passed away, and then we start up a new life. And that's why we are called Christians, because we follow in his footsteps. Let's try our best level to be like him. What he did that we may try, we try to do what he did. He will give us strength. Some things I know they are difficult, but he will give us strength to perform what he has called us to do. This is the way of a change, and it's the best one, helping the change to change the direction. You know, you change, change is about change of mind. You change your mind on the way of how we, wa- we look at things. You know, if somebody whispers a word from the last person there, and that person passes the word continuously to the last person, we may find the word is meaning a totally a different thing. Even as I'm sharing here, you'll find the interpretation of what I'm sharing can come up to be totally a different thing. Because why? Because sometimes it's because of the culture, you know, customs, which we don't share the same. We are totally in a different environment. So you'll find when I share some issues and those things become, sometimes they offend even somebody. And it's not my wish, not because of wishing to do that. But because of my culture and my setup you see, so interpretation may be totally different but god wants us the, the whole thing god wants us to change and to let other people follow us to live a life that is pleasing to him right from our home and then other people our family comes first and then other people follow us we need to make a change For this world to change we have to change ourselves first you know you may hear somebody say oh let's change let's change but you know you 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 don't change yourself so we have to start ourselves let's like we have to say that let change come but let's begin with me if you begin changing if i start changing then tomorrow the other one will be able to change but we tell other people to change but we ourselves we are not changed we need to change and when we change the world the community will change our our area will change the country will change and the whole world will change praise the lord so god is good and is so faithful to help us we pray that he help us that we'll be able to reach many other people you move around those people move around mostly in most other places and so forth there are so many people needy of the word of God. They cannot even find it in their hands. Myself, for the first time that I knew, I wanted to get the word of God. Just a Bible. To get a Bible. It was not an easy thing. I was take, I, I tried I I started doing correspondence courses so that I can be able to get the the, the the word in the in my hands. It was very difficult. And you find there are easy people there are some people who have the word even in the in the phones. I was trying to when I came here for the first time i realized actually this year i realized now most people are carrying now they don't carry there was a time i came here with a big bible and uh, i realized most people now are carrying bibles in their phones you see you're lucky and you have to thank god that's one way one of the method that is god is using for you to pass over the other word it's an easy easy way to get it but the other people admire even just to get a new testament only they cannot find it it is so difficult for them i have gone to other churches also in our area somebody would have a bible for over 10 years and this bible is torn in pieces you know there are other pages that you cannot even find in that bible thank god you can be able to find that bible and pray for these people the time may come because i know these things sometimes back in the years back you also were facing the same thing you could not have a word but pray that other people may be able to have the word of god in their hands as well when i was growing up how to need to know how god was doing things we started we grew up in a very poor family and what we were doing we learned on how to pray because of our starvation. we knew god is the only one who can make us be able to survive and what we were doing we were moving on the marketplace where the trucks were bringing corn to sell to the people who were reselling to other people And now, the drops that were remaining there, that is what we are picking. To go and sell and divide ourselves to buy what we want to buy. One to buy matchbox, another one to buy sugar, another one to buy flour. Because we make what we call ugali back home. That is how we are surviving. And then we decided to take that very corn. Each one you could buy those seeds, and then not buy, pick them. And then we went to plant them. We were five brothers. All of them in total, we were ten. But they all died and then we remind, we remained only five so we were picking this corn we went to plant and before you do anything else in the morning we were waking up very early in the morning and go pray for that corn that you had planted we planted it and put there a sign so that you can know which is yours so each one was waking up in the morning to go pray for that corn so that that corn can can grow before you do anything else in the morning what do we do? How do we look at things? What do we think whenever we wake up in the morning? Do you just think I need to rush up to my working place? Or do you pray over some issues that God has brought in your heart? God brings things in our hearts. God brings things before us to look at them and see. He wants you to pray over those things. That is what we were doing for the corn. We were walking. When we were going to the school, when we were small kids like this, my feet, my leg inside was like these shoes everywhere there were sports why i never wear shoes until i was about 25 years i think i I guess i can't even remember the year because we were running about 10 kilometers to go to school and back home and if you get the school there is not you have not even paid the school fees therefore what you are doing you reach there the principal reads the names of those people who needs to be in that school and those who have not paid they go back home so we were to go back home the following day, we don't have money, but we are still going back to that school, the school again. Because our desire was to learn, but we don't have money. Our parents, are don't, they are not even working, they don't have money. In fact, they don't know how to read. That is how we were surviving. God has given us things that we need to appreciate, to thank God for it. And pray for the needs that God is bringing before you. Don't just look at things and see, oh, these are just things to look at them. But what are you doing about it? What is God speaking to your heart? What is He telling you? How are you going to pray over these issues god has many methods that he wants to use he wants to use you he wants to use me and he wants to use other people that wants to join together that we can change this world it is you who can change this world it is you who can change these people that they can see jesus christ he is able he is a healer he can bring up people he can change the hearts of many it is you he wants to use you he wants to use you and that's why you are where you are he has placed you in a special place he has placed you in a place that he wants you to meet the needs of the people to pray the people that are sick to get healed he is a faithful god he is a faithful god he will not just leave you he will not just leave you, it's just like the, pray, the, the song we were hearing here, the chains will fall. Remember Paul and Sila, when they were in the prison, they prayed, they prayed, despite the situation the, the they were in, but the chains fell down. The chains can fall down the chains of the situations we are facing, maybe in our families, in our homes, in our working place, those chains can fall. Because he is faithful. Among our ten brothers, I didn't know I would be alive and even be able to make it to the USA here. I remember there was a time I was in a certain church, and after I passed the message, A certain lady came up and said, I have seen you speaking to the white people. And you know, I never answered anything. Why? Inside my heart I was like, she's mistaking or she's just trying to please me. I cannot make it. I can't even repair my shoes. I can't even buy even my cloth because I was walking with one cloth only every day. In the evening, I wash it so that I can use it the following day. I hang it on the chair. So that in the morning I can use it again. And she's saying that she has seen me speak the white people. Not me. That is what I said. Because I was looking at the circumstance that I was facing. There are some things that God is talking to you and me. And into your hearts. To do them. Sometimes to pray. But we don't do that because why? We are looking at the circumstances that in a... You know... I don't know. English is a bit, a little bit. But it's surrounding us. Praise the Lord. And then the evil one brings fear in us. No, you cannot. God makes all, God says all things are possible, but the evil one says, no, it's not possible. But God is faithful, He can be able to help us do what He wants. He has assigned us. Each and every one of us, God has given us an assignment. That's why even we are alive. That's why even me am alive. I don't think I would have, I would have been alive now. Why? Because most of our brothers we were ten in total, but we are only five now. Five all of them died of different diseases. Diarrheas, malarias and what 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 of you? But God kept me. Maybe for a reason that he may fulfill his calling. He has called me to go and that's why I'm I'm able to take the word in other places. And God has special reason for you. Others, he has called you even if you are working the place where you're working, he's preparing you for special reasons. Maybe to go to minister or maybe just to minister where you are a working place. It's a good place, yes, but he has placed you in every area that he wants you to meet the needs or pray for somebody in the area that you are in. It begins just where you are. You don't have to look and think where 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 or or he, he, he Josh is telling me to go to not only even in, in Kenya, no, even where you are to your neighbors, to your friends, to your social places. Is placing you for a reason. I normally tell people back home when you meet with a person, it's not just by luck god has a reason especially a person you have never seen even in your life god has a reason it's a miracle how i got to know the new covenant fellowship if you ask pastor Dell, he will tell you actually we just started communicating on the internet and me i was like oh when he called me again i started asking myself how he doesn't know me should i really go because this is a person we have just met on the internet and we are talking the christian stuff And when I prayed about it, I told my elders to pray about it. We prayed and we saw God is opening. He's saying to go. Some things we risk in life. Don't just fear and say, oh no, I cannot do this. No. When God said, go, go. He's going to open the way for you. He's going to show you what to say. When I was told to preach, I was wondering, oh my God. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Another time, <laughs> he told me another time, here I come. Oh my God, what can I preach here? Why? Because of the limitation. I never went to a school very well. So I was looking at it. Can I speak something that can, somebody can hear? But again, if you I go back in the word, the Bible says, even Moses was unable to talk. He had his tamara. But God told him, you go. He said, "What can I go and say?" But he says, "You go. What you are going to say, I'm going to tell you, and I will give even a brother who is going to help you to interpret from your stammer, so that the people can be able to hear. Don't use the limitation, the circumstance that you see before you, and you don't serve because you cannot. We look at them yes as human beings in the eyes of a human being, but in the spiritual realm." God has special things for you to perform. He's able to lead you. And he will show you what to do. Praise the Lord. We are to change the way we look at things. We are to be transformed of our mind. Just be like, you know, the blind man I was showing you there. That man has the word, he has scriptures in his own head. He can't read. He has never gone to school. But he would hear somebody preach and just get hold of those scriptures. When he's walking, he's leading, you have to, be, to lead him where he's going. And then I was thinking, what is this? And then the Lord brought something in my heart. And he said, you know what? When you are walking, you are like this blind man. Jesus is leading you. Just go. You don't know where you are going. You don't know whether you are going to stumble. But Jesus is leading you. Because you hold this man in order for him to go where he wants to go. He doesn't know where he's going. That is how we are. If we let Jesus lead us, he's going to lead us in the right direction. And to the right people. Because he has given us an assignment. To reach to these people, so that they can know Jesus Christ. They can know the love of Jesus. I'm telling you, in that song that was singing, I love you, Jesus, it makes me cry. Because I don't know how much I can explain. I don't know how I can tell how much Jesus loves me. That I am alive, that I am what I am, and what he's doing in me. I cannot tell, explain. It is over much. It's too much. More than explanation. Is a great God. He is faithful. And for sure. He loves you. You are so special. And that's why He died for you. He died for you so that you and me we can now be Christians. His blood is so precious. His blood dropped. He was whipped. He was put on the cross so that you and me, we can be changed. The people are not worthy to be people, that we can be called people. You are so precious. His blood and the stripes that they whipped him, it was because of you and me. Is the living God. His love is so big. His love is able to cover you and transform you and show you the way. Just let Him lead you. Let Him lead you. Not our own mind, not our own thinking. Not our own knowledge, but let him lead us. We just say, Lord, here I am, lead me. He is faithful. He's a great God. Praise the Lord. I'll call Pastor Del and whoever who feels you need prayer. Please come forward to be prayed for. I would ask you, as we begin a new week... This next week. List down some of the things that God wants you to pray for. Is God asking you to pray for your neighbor? Is God asking you to pray for your child? Is God asking you to pray for your wife? Is God asking you to pray for your boss? Is God asking you to pray for your neighbor? List them down. And be faithful to pray over those things. God is faithful and is able to answer. You know, in Paul, they were praying. They never looked on that, the situation they were in. They continued praising and praying in the prison. God answered. God answered their prayers. And you know, they remained to be faithful to that, to that very God. Because they never ran out of the prison again, ran away because of the bondage they were in. They trusted God to remain there. And at the end, the soldiers who were in that prison, taking care of them, that they should not run away, they knew they were serving the real God, the living God. I'm sure some of them turned and decided, we are going to follow the God of Paul and Sila. Scylla is Cyrus, Paul and Cyrus. I'm sorry I've been using my language back home. Praise the Lord. Just take a minute in silence. Just close your eyes. Take a minute. What is God saying to your heart? What is God telling you? Listen to that voice, the soft voice that is coming in your heart. Yes, we love you, Jesus. Pray that God will help you to change your mind and heart. If it is about a relationship, I ask you, call the person that there is that problem with the relationship and tell the person, I've changed my heart.
2: Praise God. Mm. Our brothers ask us to open our hearts to God this morning, just speaking to you. One, one, I found out just a few words from the Lord does many times more than just abundance. Of words. I remember many, many years ago when Lisa and I were first married in California, the Lord spoke to me one day and said, uh, make yourself available. That's all he did, said that to me. And when I searched and began to deal with what that meant, uh, I began to set aside time to wait on God and to seek the Lord. I was trying to make myself available. That's the only thing I knew to do. He's not looking for people to manufacture something in themselves, try to get religious, work out something in their own life, but, but just make themselves available to God. And I think our brothers encouraged us that way this morning. Praise God. So let's all stand for just a moment now. And uh, I'm going to pray. And uh, you can look to God yourself. That if, if God speak to me, I speak to my heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema word of God. When God speaks something to make something real to you, it could be a verse of scripture, it could be a definite word. But he quickens you, makes you, gives you direction, encourages you, strengthens you. Let him speak that way this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for, uh, Lord, what our brother has shared. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in different places and how you've worked in so many ways. And, Lord, uh, we thank you that you've still wor- got work to do because you haven't returned yet. And you admonished us that you, how blessed we'd be if we're doing what you called us to do when you return. The Lord just speak to hearts, uh, quicken hearts, uh, as they begin to wait on you, as they begin to pray, not only this morning, but in their own prayer life, something definite. Begin to speak to them about their life, about how you want to use them, want to cooperate with others, or want to take new steps in their life. Help them, O God, I pray. Help each one of us, Father, to be that person you want us to be and fulfill your plan for our life. Thank you for the words of Jesus who said that he had finished the work that you gave him to do, and therefore he glorified you. We glorify you by doing what you want us to do. Go bless each one with a sense of direction in their life, O God, in a fresh way. Uh, Even as they pray, even as they seek you day by day, Lord, make the way clear. Guide them, direct them in your will, Father. We just count you faithful this morning. We thank you, Lord. You're the good shepherd. And when your sheep hear their voice, they hear your voice, they follow you, the scripture says. We want to follow you. We want to do what pleases you. And bring glory to your name. And be a blessing to many other people. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to each one here this morning, Father. We give you praise for it. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming out this morning. And uh, being here in the presence of the Lord. And uh, as you go today... Go in expectation. God's going to speak to lives, maybe in fresh ways. you never heard him before, but it's going to come clear to you in a greater way, and he's going to give you more and more direction for your life. Praise God. Isn't it wonderful to have direction? Praise God. And and the shepherd will do that because he's promised. Amen. So God bless you as you go this morning. Amen.